Hey, it's Rebecca. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so stoked that you're here today. We are going to share the second half of a webinar that I did about a month ago all about hiking safety for women. So if you watched or listened to last week's episode, we talked about packing and planning. Today we are talking about risk management strategies and how I analyze, assess, and mitigate risk on the trail when I'm out alone, when I'm hiking with my family, or when I'm guiding a group in the backcountry. This is my risk management framework. This is how I mitigate risk on the trails. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation. We're going to move a little bit from the planning and preparation stage of hiking. And now we're going to talk about the risk management part. Um, And risk management is really, really really important. It can be a little bit intimidating to think about. It can be a little bit scary to think about. Um, But once again, this isn't a safe space and everyone here is supportive of each other. And so let's talk about it. So um, when it comes to risk management, I like to do this. This is how I plan um, risk management for guided trips. I like to think, okay, I'm headed on a hike And I'm going to this certain area and um, I'm a little bit nervous about creepy people on the trails, right? We mentioned this earlier before. So to me on this hike, one of the threats is going to be creepy people. So I, I separate the threat. I'm thinking about the threat and then I'm thinking, well, what can I do about it? Because I still want to go on a hike. So in my mind, I think, what can I do to reduce that risk, to mitigate that threat? What can I do so that I can be safe and so that I can feel safe? So when we think about creeps, there's a few things we can do, right? We could take a self-defense class. Um, We could carry pepper spray or mace. We can hike on busy, well-used trails. We could um, trust our gut and practice honing our intuition and trusting our gut because our gut is always going to tell us when something's wrong. Um, We could also hike during the daylight and maybe not go out early in the morning or late at night. Um, We could bring a dog. Somebody mentioned dogs here, right? We could bring a dog. And if we don't have a dog, we could borrow a dog from a friend. I'm sure we all have friends who have dogs that would love for us to take their dog on a walk, right? Um, We could bring a friend. We don't have to hike alone. Maybe we bring a friend. Maybe we hike with a group so we feel comfortable and safe with those numbers. And we can leave if things just start to get weird out there. I was on a hike. Remember earlier when I said uh, that I hiked every day for 100 days with my kids? I was on a hike on one of those hikes. I don't remember what day it was, but um, we were out on an old forest service road and the road was supposed to be closed to motor vehicles. And I had a baby and a toddler. And this day I was pushing pushing my toddler in the um, in the jogging stroller. And then I had my baby on with a soft carrier because I also tried to time uh, hikes during nap times. Um, so my kids were asleep and I'm hiking down this forest service road, just a really nice gentle hike through the trees. It was gorgeous outside. And all of a sudden we're hiking along and all of a sudden this guy in a crete in a pickup truck that was like all rusted out with the windows down and a big slobbery dog. He just drove really slowly past us. And I, 
kind of like the hair stood up on my neck. I, I didn't, I knew something like it, it didn't feel right to me. And I kind of was, was like, okay, assess my situation. I was a little nervous, a little scared. And then, and then he, a few minutes later, he, he turned his truck around and he came back down the road. And I was like, I was like, I'm not, I am not feeling comfortable and safe right now. My gut said, Rebecca, you need to get the hell out of there. And so we, I don't know, we were probably a mile or mile and a half from the trailhead, but I just picked up the pace and we just boogied on out of there because something in my gut was telling me that that guy was up to no good. He was checking me out. He was trying to figure out what I was doing. Um, I, I just didn't feel right. And I didn't want to stick around uh, and wait until things went south and, and bad. So, so I think a lot of times, sometimes I always, sometimes I feel like I have something to prove in the outdoors. Like I have to get to the top of this mountain. I have to do this. I have to do that. And, and as I've gotten older and, um, and more mature in my thinking, I've realized I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to prove in the outdoors. I have nothing to prove as a small business owner. And so because I have nothing to prove, it's okay for me to turn back when my intuition is saying, Hey, Rebecca, you should turn back. So I want to just go through, I want to spend a few more minutes going through these, um, this risk assessment process with you. So we're, I'm going to, I'm going to mention a few more threats here. Um, things that we all could potentially encounter in the backcountry. And then um, I want to just pop in the comments and let me know, like, what would you do about it? What would you do if this were to happen or you were to experience this? Okay, so let's talk about another potential threat and getting lost. Several of you have mentioned in the chat that you're a little bit nervous, a little bit scared about getting lost. So if we're concerned about getting lost, what are a few things that we could potentially do so that that is no longer a threat, so that that is no longer a risk? Yeah, so getting lost, <laughs> a very real threat. That is something a lot of us are scared of. So we can have a good plan, right? We can always go back to those basics. We can always go back to having a good plan, being prepared, knowing our route, knowing how to get to the trailhead, knowing how to get home from the trailhead, um, making sure that we're using a map in our planning. I find a lot of lost people on the trails when um, when we're using like user generated trail data. Um, so that would be some apps allow you to like upload your GPS tracks or talk about the trail. And sometimes that information can be really um, outdated or not very good trail information. And so when we rely on that as a source of the information for our route planning, we might get lost and, and, or, or just not know the route and become really uncomfortable in the backcountry. So using a real map, a real topographic map 
um, to plan our routes can really help so that we don't get lost, so that we know the area. And if you want to learn how to read a map, use a compass, use a GPS, we're going to launch our backcountry navigation course and talk about all those things later on in the summer. I'll mention that later. Um, so using a up-to-date topographic map to, to plan our routes can really help with that. Um, the other thing we can do is uh, tell someone our route, right? We talked earlier about this, making sure that somebody knows our plan. So let's go to the comments and see what everybody's been saying. Yep, map and compass, map and compass. Yep, discussion about dogs. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Off-leash dogs can be a little bit scary. I, that's, that's kind of why I carry pepper spray when I go on walks for dogs. Um, I wish I would have made myself tea for this class. Next time I'll bring cocktails. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, personal Yeah, all of these things, right? All great responses. So let's move on to chat some more here. One other thing that I think we should all be a little aware of is uh, bad weather and not bad weather. Cause I don't really think there's such a thing as bad weather, but weather that might not be safe uh, when it comes to hiking, camping, backpacking, adventure, all those things. Right. So here in the Rocky mountains in the summertime, we tend to get really intense lightning uh, at high altitudes above tree, tree line um, in the, in the summer afternoons, right? So lightning is a real threat. And if you've ever been on a guided backpacking trip with me, um, you know that I've been like, we cannot be, <laughs> we, we have to get off the summit before the afternoon storm rolls in. So lightning is a legitimate threat, uh, one we don't always think about. So lightning, what can we do to be prepared for weather risks in the backcountry? So I think, you know, one thing we can do is, like I said before, get off the summit before the storm, uh, know the forecast, know when the storm is going to hit, know weather trends in your area, um, plan around the weather, and then know what to do if we do get caught in a storm and there is lightning. So nice crouch down position, um, all of those things. So lightning is, uh, you know, that's a threat we don't always think about. The other thing to think about is another threat, you know, that you might not think about that's real is dehydration. So we can think, okay, what am I going to do about it? Um, so do I have a water filter? Do I have enough water? Do I have some backup water in my car? Uh, one thing that we like to do as a family is we have what's called a base camp bag. So in our truck, we have a bag that has extra clothing, extra food, extra water and extra medical equipment. And so if something goes wrong on, on a hike, the, 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 the good, the, how it's supposed to work, but how it probably won't work is one adult can scooch back to the truck and get whatever supplies we need um, if we need them. So maybe having a base camp bag or a plan in place um, if you run out of water, that's important. We're all unique. We all have different perspectives. Um, and there's three things that I want to talk about before we uh, finish up here. So the first of all is um, what do you do when you're scared? What do you do when you're hiking, when you're camping, backpacking, whatever? And all of a sudden you just, you just, you just feel scared. 
I think it's really, um, it's really important to feel fear. I think fear protects us. Fear keeps us from making poor decisions sometimes. Um, and I'm not a fan of false bravado. If you're scared, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to pretend to not be scared. Um, and what I do when I'm scared, and and this comes back to I, I was in the army, deployed to Iraq, been a guide, like all of these, all of these things, all these times when I've been in situations where I've been very scared, the first thing that I always do is stop. Stop, assess my situation, see what's going on, take a deep breath. And then if you're able to talk about it. Um, that's really beautiful. So um, you can't always talk about it when you're in that fearful moment. But if you're fearing, if there's some anticipation, if there's some fear, um, if you're anticipating something um, happening to you, then that's a different form of fear. And then it's good to talk about it. So um, my family actually plays a game that we call what if, and we've been playing this game with our kids ever since there were toddlers. And so the game goes like, what if, I'll just give you a scenario, what if I'm hiking alone with both of you kids and I fall and I hit my head on a rock and I pass out and I'm unconscious laying on the ground, what would you do? And my children who are nine and 11 would say, here's what I would do, mom. I would, uh, I would, pull out the phone and see if we have cell service. And then I would try to call for help. I would blow my whistle. I would, I would, I would um, see if we had anything in the first aid kit that you could use. Um, I would push the SOS button on the inReach. And so by playing this game, what if it takes it? So a really scary situation might not be as scary because we've already rehearsed worst case scenario as a family by playing the game, what if, and that game might not be appropriate. Um, if you have children that are very sensitive, um, to those types of things, but I found that my children are very savvy in the backcountry because we've been playing. What if, what if, what if to get their brains thinking, um, ever since they were little, it just, it just becomes this game that we play as we drive to and from the trailhead and heaven forbid anything bad would ever happen. But just in case I feel like my, we're prepared, we're prepared because we're not scared of it. We just plan for it. Um, the other thing is our mindset. And I, I don't know about you, but I have noticed that sometimes if I think something bad is going to happen, something bad happens. And, and, and it's not an intuition, not necessarily an intuition thing, but sometimes I just by like dwelling on something negative to happen, something negative happens. Right. And so, um, and, and so it's just a, just this thing where trying to figure out how does this all work and how do I be prepared, but not be scared and not have false bravado and all of those things, right. Just things we can think about. Um, and then the other thing I want to mention before we conclude and wrap up tonight is um, negative people. And sometimes as women, we encounter people in our lives who say things to us like, it's too dangerous for you to hike. It's too dangerous for you to hike alone. It's too dangerous for you to hike with your children. I once had a colleague 
at work who um, I came to work on a Monday morning and I was so excited because I I'd taken my kids snowshoeing. My husband had had to work or something. And, and so I taken my kids snowshoeing and we spent like all day snowshoeing and we just had this fantastic time um, snowshoeing and I came back to work and I was telling my, my male colleague about um, our snowshoe adventure. And he said to me, I would never let my wife go snowshoeing with our kids without me. And I was like, what are you kidding me? Like, what is this? Uh, what? I, but I, but I was, I was just shocked. And, 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 um, and I've thought about that a lot. Like sometimes we are going to encounter people who say things like that to us. And here's what I do. I just give them my best Katniss Everdeen and I just embrace my inner hunger games. And I say, thank you for your consideration, but I don't say thank you for your consideration. I just say, thank you for your concern. And then I end the conversation and I do whatever I want because I'm an adult woman and I can make adult decisions for myself. End of story. Hey, I hope you got something out of today's uh, replay of the webinar. I hope you learned something. If you did hit me up on social media, tell me what you learned. Um, and if you have more ideas of things you would like me to talk about in the future, I am all ears. So send an email on over to hike like a woman at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to learn more about Hike Like a Woman, you can find us at hikelikeawoman.com. Thanks so much, and I will be back next Friday. Cheers.